0: What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fast and Flow podcast. I'm your host, Fast and Flow, otherwise known as Katherine Kelly. You're running Bestie, a New York City-based long distance runner and certified personal trainer. And I also work in corporate strategy at a fitness company. So we are all things fitness over here. I actually was not planning on recording an episode today it's a Wednesday night at like 8 30 p.m but I just had my first little bout of seasonal depression and I figured why not come on here and talk about it because it's so normal and I, I feel like I'm always like struggling with it so much and think that other people don't struggle with it like I tend to feel very isolated however that's certainly not the case because I always hear people talking about it posting about it so I'm like If we're all united in this feeling of seasonal depression, why are we not like all hanging out? Like let's just all hang out (laughs) and solve the seasonal depression. But on top of that, I'm getting like pre post-race depression. Like I am anticipating a month in advance where I'm going to get post-race depression after I finish the New York marathon. And this is so common among runners because you literally give it your all. You're going at it for like four months straight and then it's kind of like almost anticlimactic in a way because you do this like big race effort and then it's just done. And don't get me wrong. It is like probably the biggest accomplishment that I've ever done in my life. So it's not anticlimactic in that way, but it is in the fact that it's like you just kind of do it and then it's done. And there's really nothing after that until you train for your next marathon or your next race. And it's honestly very lonely because for someone like me, I work from home. I don't go into the office. I don't speak to anyone all day. Yes, I have Zooms, but it's not the same. And run clubs for me are my social outlet. Like my fiance goes to work at 8.30 in the morning, comes home at 10 o'clock at night. So I'm alone all day, all week. And run clubs are honestly the thing that saves me. And so post-race, not only am I losing my whole structure, my routine, working towards a goal, feeling really strong, feeling accomplished every day. I lose that. But on top of that, I also lose my social outlet. And on top of that, it's November or it's going to be November when the race is over. And so seasonal depression is very real. Like I can promise you if this race was in May, I would not be feeling this way. Cause I'd be like, it's the summer. We're going to vibe. It's going to be nice out. But just like all of those factors combined and like just the darkness and it's getting, its well, it's not cold yet, but it's gonna get colder. I'm just like anticipating all these things because it happens every single year. So I just wanna get ahead of it because I went out for my easy run and it was kind of sad because a lot of people that I know are running Chicago. And so they're like done, like this is their taper week. They're racing in a couple days and then I'm gonna be alone training for New York. I'm not gonna be alone. I just need to find other people to run with, but the people who I've been running with pretty much every single day are doing Chicago or doing Staten Island half as their main race. And so they're dropping off after this week. And so that's making me sad as well. But what I did want to say is there are ways to flip seasonal depression in a way that's actually beneficial and look at all the benefits of it. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because I'm just trying to get ahead of it and trying to reinforce myself that it doesn't have to be a sad time. But first of all, the number one thing is it's okay if you feel sad. If you feel a little bit low, a little bit down, life moves in seasons. Summer is like the season of achieving and going. And then fall, you kind of start to go inward a little bit more and maybe rest a little bit more, be more reserved, maybe read more, cook more, like just do all of these homey things. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think sometimes for me, I'm like, oh, I always need to be going at a hundred percent. And if I'm not doing that, it honestly makes me uncomfortable, but it's okay to have those periods where you're just pulling back a little bit more and being more reserved. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's not necessarily bad to like feel a little bit more sad or emotional. Like it's okay. And I think because I'm scared of feeling sad, I, try to counteract it. But then I just get upset because I'm still feeling sad and it ends up being worse. And if I would just let myself be sad for a little bit and then kind of figure out how to transmute that feeling into something that's a little bit more positive. So the first thing is it's so normal and it's okay to be sad. The second thing is if everyone's feeling it, then why not just reach out to people and hang out? Like for me, in my case, just because I'm not going to run club doesn't mean I can't text people that I used to run with and be like, hey, let's go on a walk, a hot girl walk. Let's go get dinner. Let's go do a workout class. Like let's go do a berries class or a Pilates class or something. Like why not? Like it doesn't have to just be in a very structured setting of run club where we're hanging out. Like I can reach out to other people and I think kind of realizing that I'm like, well, if everyone's experiencing it, as I said in the beginning, why aren't we all hanging out? Like, why aren't we all lifting each other up? Everyone's experiencing this feeling. And when I thought about that, I was like, wait, why is it so lonely and isolating? And then I'm like, maybe it's just myself that's being like lonely and isolating myself. Like I can reach out to people and hang out with people. It doesn't have to be like a sad time. The third thing is, and this is really hard for me, but taking advantage of the daylight hours. Now, I'm a night person, so I naturally go to bed late and wake up late. During the winter, this is a pretty depressing thing because you miss a lot of daylight. After the marathon's done, I am going to try to transition my schedule to be up earlier, maybe going for walks with people before work, doing a workout class before work, and still having some sort of structure to my day, I think, because I'm taking away the marathon training, which is like a very structured thing, I'm removing a lot of structure for my day. So even just having a structure of like, okay, I wake up at this at like 7am and I take my dog for a walk for like 45 minutes. And then I read my book for, you know, 30 minutes. And then I start work, even if it's a very, very different routine than what I've been doing. And I'm not necessarily saying that is going to be my routine, but just some sort of routine to keep you in check and just kind of keep you going. Because for me, when I completely let it slip, that's when I get the most sad. Like when I don't feel like I have any structure or any routine, I feel like I wake up every day and I'm questioning What do I do first? What do I do next? Like that is not a good place for me to be. And so just having routine, I think, is super important, even if it looks very different. And I think the fourth thing is setting goals that are unrelated to like in my case, marathon training. Like that's been my goal for so long that I've honestly pushed off every other goal that I've had. But I have always been kind of thinking about Getting into cooking. I really don't know how to cook. Maybe this fall I take advantage of having more time and I learn one new recipe a week. Like, I'm not saying do anything crazy, but just starting small, learning one new recipe a week, picking up my book and making sure that I'm reading, you know, three or four times a week, like something that's manageable, but just going for these other goals. I feel like I haven't had a lot of time to take care of my dogs. I've just been running around. So, taking Lucy on, like, you know, a, one to two walks a day for like an hour, hour and a half. Like that would be amazing. She would love that. Taking her to the dog park, like figuring out how to spend my time in other ways. Wedding planning. I have been pushing that off so much, but it's like kind of looking forward to other things that you haven't been able to do. Number five. For me personally, I do have to have an athletic pursuit most of the time just because I feel like there's two things that I have to do every single day work my body and work my mind my mind a lot of the times is worked because I'm working. I'm building Excel models. I'm putting together presentations. And granted, I'm reading. I should probably be reading more, but reading is also very good for my mind. And I do feel very good when I read, hence why I'm setting it as another goal. But all that being said, I do need something to work my body. That's just how I work. I work my mind every day. I work my body every day. So Having an athletic goal that's not based on running is something that's super important. Taking advantage of the off season. It's a time where I can strength train, where I can really learn like kind of more scientific how to actually train to maximize my like lean muscle mass for running, studying other athletes, what they do, how they strength train, getting my nutrition dialed in, like kind of focusing on all of these things that I haven't really been able to focus on because of, I've just been running so much and it takes up a lot of time and a lot of effort. But strength training is something that's so important for runners to do in the off season, and I really haven't been able to prioritize that a lot. And then, kind of still within running, but maybe some more small achievable goals—not small, but. You know, less intense, at least for me, getting fast at the mile. That's been something that I've always wanted to do. I don't necessarily need to go through a full marathon training block to like still have these little running specific goals. And so I think it's just kind of like figuring out other athletic goals for myself that I can do. And then number six, leaning into rest. This is something that I'm so bad at, but. I always am saying, oh my gosh, I wish I had more time to rest, to stretch, to do yoga, to just relax. Okay, well then when I'm given that time after the marathon is over and during the fall and the winter when it's a little bit more slow, why not take that time? I feel like I'm so scared to take that time because I think that I'm not being productive or I'm just almost scared to like sit with my thoughts. I think sometimes when I don't have a lot going on, I get sad because I'm like just sitting with my thoughts instead of running around. And that's actually something that struck me during COVID because that was like the first time that I wasn't able to just run around, run away from whatever I was feeling and just go on to the next thing and just work really hard and like be gritty with it and just get through it. You can't do that all the time. It's not healthy. And I'm just so used to operating under those standards that when I have more free time, I get freaked out because I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to get sad because I'm just going to start ruminating and thinking about things. And like, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe there are things that I have to think through that I have to just let come through so that they can kind of, you know, I can free myself from them and I don't have to be scared of rest. And I think honestly, just conquering that fear of rest is a huge feat for me and then number seven literally just doing things for fun like taking full advantage of time that you don't have to be working all the time I can travel more I can I don't even know what I can do I can do stuff around New York that I feel like is reserved for when only people come to visit what about going to museums going to coffee shops maybe I'll take myself out to dinner maybe I'll go to Brooklyn and like check something out maybe I'll go thrifting maybe I'll go to an art gallery like there are so many things to do and I feel like it just takes a little bit of incremental effort but every time I do something like that I'm so happy why don't I text someone and ask them to come with me to an art gallery in Chelsea that's so fun to do you can walk around get a little glass of champagne when they have those little like showings like just do things for the pure fun of it I feel like as I've gotten older I feel like I've just Gone away from that. I've really strayed away from doing things for pure fun and I really, really want to get back to that. Anyway, this was a totally random amalgamation of things, and it was just like a 10-minute mini little podcast here, but I just had to get this brain dump off of my chest and out of my head because it's too long for TikTok and Instagram. If I had a YouTube, I feel like maybe this would go until like a vlog. Guys, one day I'm gonna have a banging YouTube channel. YouTube is absolutely my favorite medium of social media and i do feel like i'd be good at it because i could truly talk to a wall um but anyway hopefully somebody just felt seen from this podcast and i love you guys so much i'm gonna have a full podcast coming out this weekend but i don't know i just want to record this and get it up so enjoy bye